So, what's that? What did you say? What's that? What did you say? Oh, I said it's that passion you've got, man. I, I didn't hear what you said. Welcome back to Boomer Dad Millennial Comrades with your host Evan, Ozzy, Ron, Jen, and Jared. Everybody has the right to education. Everybody um, has the right to move. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, how long ago did they have the plan for a central computer? A long time ago. Um, like, from my knowledge, probably in like the 60s. It was it was quite oh, a while really? before it was quite a while before the, uh, the U.S. had the same idea, or people and workers in the U.S. or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I never heard of that idea until we started talking about it. It, it could have even been the 50s. I don't know the exact time. Well. I would imagine it was probably the 60s during the space race. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Allende in Chile was going to do a similar thing uh, before he got murdered by the U.S. Wow. Yeah. I was just going to say, now we actually have computing power that's powerful enough to do those things. So all it would take is uh, a revolution, you know, and then we can actively work towards that you know yeah um, so it's it, it said that that plan was they think so that plan was proposed by scientists but they don't have any like a group that firmly supports that plan you know either political mm. or working class people so that's why they, they they said that that's why that it failed, and it takes a lot of money, and it seems to right. hurt will will hurt a lot of people's benef- like interest immediately. Yeah. How did how did they come with, with that idea that it would hurt hurt more people? Are you are Jenjen? Are you talking about the Soviet plan to? Um, automate the account like reporting yes like basically the internet she's talking about it from a from a specific point of view of this specific video she watched though oh well uh, from my understanding um the the i the thought was that the the technology wasn't there yet so like the Um. government of the soviet union basically rejected it along the lines of like we don't have the networks we don't have the computers or the networking capabilities to actually adopt this. That was yeah. So, so yeah. because because at that time, so so they don't have enough computing power to build a central like computing machine in Moscow, say, to 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 do to be in charge of all of the the, the economic activities in, in, for the whole country. So instead, like, so scientists then instead, like, propose that how about we do distributed computing? We, we say for each factory, they have their own, like, decision unit or computing unit to make those political or, like, the decisions. Um, but, but in that sense, like, the central government's power will be kind of diluted. So, so it, it, 
that video at least says that that's one of the reasons the government rejected that plan. Also, it takes oh. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. From what I heard, it was it was sort of some. There was a faction that yeah. rejected it along the lines of that this would possibly open up a window for us to be undermined like not in the fact that it's like oh because we are entrenched political uh class like we don't want there to be an opposition but it was more so like this could open up a uh an enemy to like infiltrate it could open up a window for an an enemy state to um take over our systems something along those lines yeah. Which is kind of funny because that's part of the reason the Soviet Union was dissolutioned in the in the finale anyway because they fucking the US fucking rigged their elections and shit. But yeah, more I mean even even more like from my understanding it's not even just like rigging of the election it was more so like they did that but they also just full on like sent in troops to attack the communist controlled government like they just shot at the building that all the elected leaders were in (laughs) with the fucking tanks they're like no you guys are communists that's not legit you guys are out we're gonna shoot you with tanks the thing i was thinking about is how much easier it is to destroy than it is to build so like on every level it's easier to destroy things it's easier to break shit than it is to build things especially when it comes to complexity so like complex things or beings or any anything that i can think of the systems the complexity of reality it takes a long time to build up to the state that we're in on every level like human society you know biology also on every in every you guys know what i'm saying everywhere it's much it takes a, a long time to build things up in complexity and stability than it is to destroy. You can any anything can be destroyed fairly easily, um, but making building something stable and complex is much harder to do. I just thought that's interesting. It was like an interesting. I guess my brain finally it clicked in my brain that was like this is kind of an issue with reality at least the the way that i understand it like how hard it is to make something complex and stable versus how easy it is to destroy all that progress i guess is my kind of thought that's one reason i would give for why it's easy to destroy it was easy for like capitalists or fascists or anyone to destroy left-wing projects why it's why it's easy to undermine and destroy left-wing projects is because it's so much easier to destroy than it is to build if you don't allow the baby out of the crib you know you kill it in it in its infancy and that's where all this propaganda has gotten us everybody's you know, tearing things down before you can even get the idea out there. Dude. But I do think that technology is catching up with them, you know, the, the, the opposers to progress. Because it 
does allow us to instantly reach millions, if not billions of people. Yeah. It's just, it's but they just also that there are people. The fascists yeah. or the, the, the capitalists control all the platforms, too, though. That's another thing I wanted to mention that I've been thinking about is I think that, like, I may have come across as almost like, almost like with my, the things I've said and my perspective ha may have come across like I think that the Chinese Communist Party or any, or whatever, any state that calls itself left or communist that I would just be like unquestioning supporter. And that's not really, that's not my position at all. So I just want to make it clear that I have criticisms of all of like, and no matter state. what, I have criticisms of states. I have criticisms of communist parties. I have and I guess my point. main, right. But my main kind of position would be that I just, I, I actually do, tr I would trust. I guess I would say the thing that would be accurate was, is that I would trust a communist party more so than I would trust <laughs> like, uh, out, like a liberal party or something like that. And I think that might have come across the wrong way. Like I was un undyingly, uh, uh, un my undying allegiance to the Communist Party of whatever country, but that's not the case. It's just that I do, t I do tend to, like, even though I don't necessarily have all the information, I will tend to, from the understanding that I do have, side with something that I think is more aligned with, like, socialism than... And I will be more critical of like liberalism or something like that. But I'm, I'll be back in a minute, uh, and I want to. Jared, go ahead. Uh, Jen, Jen, you there? Yeah. Ask your question okay. again. Uh, yeah, Jen, I wanted. So we were talking about how there's uh, uncritical control by capitalists in the U.S., and I wanted to segue that into asking you about um, something that they always say here in the U.S. is that. Chinese people don't know about Tiananmen Square. Do you do you know about Tiananmen Square? I do. Okay. I I was watching this video. I just I just wanted mm -hmm. to say why. I was watching this video of the guy who took the can the photo of like the Tiananmen like the tank guy, whatever, and uh, he he was saying that uh, Chinese people are constantly being repressed and stuff like that about Tiananmen Square yeah. and and what's what is crazy to me is that Tiananmen Square the way that I think of it is a, like people here in America they think of it as like Chinese government repression was what was what was happening but it was it was the tanks were on the side of reforming into capitalism they were they were there to reform the government into a yeah. mixed economy. So if you're an American, you should be on the side of the people with the tanks, right? It's, you're not, it's what's, that's, what's funny to me because the people they were, that they were repressing were Maoist. So, but that, that's all I have to say about it. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, the, that, but that you, was your but, question. But she, the question was, does she know about it? Because people say that they that Chinese people don't even know about Tiananmen Square, and they do. Well, that's not true. Yeah, I know. That's why that's I, that true. was the question. There was also a misnomer that 
what happened in Tiananmen Square was happening all over China, that there was a revolution going on. And that wasn't necessarily or even remotely accurate. What That was in Beijing, you know, the capital, and it was a lot of, a lot of, uh, well, I can't even name the group, but it say that it, it was like the, the people that are, that are the movement now. They've got the New Tang dynasty mm-hmm. trying to, trying to, you know, compel the government, you know, trying to leverage the government, but it's such a small movement that they, they don't really have any, uh, I don't want to say any support, but it's such a small movement that they don't have the support that they need to, to make their, their dreams and wishes of a, of a new China. And, uh, I don't really know what the beef is, but I, I do think that overall having talked to Jen and, you know, seen and heard what I've heard that vaguely, I believe that, you know, the, the Chinese people support their government because it seems that the government actually is moving in a direction of the people. Yeah. That it really does. It really does want to lift all boats, you know, and yeah, there may be some, there may be some bad guys in there somewhere, but the, the overall picture is that, you know, the, the billion and what is it? A billion and a quarter. Yeah. Chinese people now they're, they're, you know, they're content to keep things moving in that direction that, you know, they have a 50 year plan or a hundred year plan. But it's for everybody, as opposed to in the United States, it's, you know, hooray for me and fuck you. Yeah. Everybody for themselves. The thing about the government is that China, the Chinese people, the Chinese government says, we're trying to lift people out of poverty. We're trying to build infrastructure, which is things that American politicians say all the time, but then you never see actual progress. When in China, they say right. those things and then they do those things. So right. it's 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 just keeping their word. That's all that you have to do as a politician is keep your word. And people will enjoy you and they'll keep voting you in. They'll, just don't lie. Tell well, the see, truth. Humanity to me is complex. You know, psychology of how people function. There's... There's people who who live for integrity, you know, that is their function. They they have no no desire to be dishonest or cheat anybody or, you know, screw anybody over. And then there are those people that are, you know, are strictly what's in it for me. And since since like the 1980s, the United States has made that absolute about face instead of thinking you know my community needs my help i can i can invest some of my time and go and help to it's there's nothing in it for me to go and help i'm just going to do my own thing yeah and un- unfortunately you know it's a sad state of affairs but 
that seems to be the influence that the United States has had around the world is there are more and more countries that are turning to self-interest rather than thinking about, you know, the world. That's because that's what capitalism breeds is, is, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Individualism. That's what it, that's what it's all about is the most I can get out of everyone. You know, misogyny is bad. Don't do it. You know how, uh, in a capitalist society, we're receiving mixed messages where, for example, the director of the Department of Justice publicly, you know, got in front of the cameras and said, any attack on the Department of Justice, you know, verbal or otherwise, is an attack on democracy. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, the First Amendment says that, that citizens have the right to be critical. You know, if it's a parody or if it's the truth, if that's their opinion... They have a right to say it, but it's when you use the word an attack on the government, an attack on democracy, it sounds to me like they're setting something up to, to make, you know, your, your speech will ab- absolutely become detrimental to your freedom. If you say anything, then you're going to go to jail. We're going to find a way to put you in jail. We're going to shut you up. To me, that's the, the opposite of the First Amendment. And a lot of people go, oh, no, the First Amendment, First Amendment is the only, only freedom of the press, only the media, only the media gets to say, only the media gets to criticize. But that's bullshit. Because back when the, when they, the uh, amendments were written, they were talking about, the, you know, public opinion and talking against the king, which was the whole idea, the premise of the American they, Revolution. They can, when you talk, you can, you, uh, well, like Thomas Paine. How much trouble yeah. did Thomas Paine get in for writing common sense? It means, it means voicing your opinion either on paper or, or verbally. Press, freedom of the press, just says that you can, you can make it a public statement. It doesn't mean the media. It mean the, the news. And when Garland said that, that's the first thing. I wanted to vomit. It made me feel sick inside. Hello? Dad, we left you alone in the podcast room by yourself. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking maybe, maybe the Department of Justice had shut me yeah. off. No, they didn't know. shut you off. They shut us off. They cut, they, they cut my internet. Really? <laughs> That makes me paranoid. Don't do that. No, I was just kidding. We were we were talking to this guy the other day, me, Evan, and Ozzy, and he was talking about how how he was like he asked us specifically. So you don't think Elon Musk deserves all his money that he has? And I was like, no, of course he doesn't deserve any money that he has because all the money he had, even the loan he got from his parents was money stolen. It was wage theft stolen from the emerald miners who his dad owned the emerald mine and he never paid them what they're worth. And then he gave that money to his son and his son went and used it to invest in PayPal and Tesla and SpaceX because he never invented anything. All those things he just invested in. He never, he was never, 
He's not a smart man. That is true, yeah. He literally Elon just Musk used never... he just used his income to invest in other things other smart people were doing. I wouldn't even yeah, I wouldn't yeah. even call it income. You're giving him like yeah. more credit even though I know you're being like fully fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. Fuck you. Like it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't income. Because income capitalism. is something that a wage earner. Yeah. Income is something that work is a worker. Okay, he earns used he used the pay, yeah. capital wealth. He used yeah, his cap- capital to invest. Is, yeah. That is that is the whole the whole concept of capitalism right. is you find yeah. a you find a spot and you put your money down and you leverage it and it's a, the same thing. Well like you know, let me let me use a, a wrestling analogy for you. A guy named Muchnick in St. Louis, 1957 or 58, he figured out that putting wrestling on TV was a commercial venture. And he parlayed that in, into an enterprise that ended up, you know, creating a wrestling syndicate. Meaning they had you know, an area or a territory that, that they could control. And it was, you know, he wasn't looking to, you know, bully anybody or push anybody around. It was just a business venture to him. And he loved it. He loved wrestling. And then along in like 1959 or so, or by 1959, it had collapsed. It was, he had lost, he had lost the, the commercial interest of, uh, advertisers so he had to do something else but he he created it in in 1957 or 58 and he was back by late 1959 but then along comes 1960 uh the wwf in stanford connecticut decided that they could do something similar to that. And Vince McMahon Sr. wasn't as much of a thug as Vince McMahon Jr. What Vince McMahon Sr. would do would go to places like Madison Square Garden in New York and would tell them, don't let any other wrestling promotion in here or we'll take our business elsewhere and we'll blackball you. And he was doing he was doing that in the other promotions. He was going in ahead of their their big uh, promotion and buying up the the venues. And and Vince McMahon Jr. expanded on that by going around and basically shutting down the other promotions around the country, like he bought Hulk Hogan. And Hogan was wrestling for Vern Gagne over in Minnesota. And uh, the Iron Sheik was wrestling for Vern Gagne over in Minnesota. And he bought both of them, brought them to, to New York or Connecticut. And what capitalism does, it's, it creates a monopoly. It puts the competition out of business. Not because it's a better product. You know, not because, you know, the, the public you know, flocks to that one and says, you know, screw everybody else. It's because the monopoly, you know, the, the competition becomes so fierce that, you know, you buy up all of the steel. So, you know, Chevrolet can no longer get any steel. They have to go to 
you know, some other country and get interior steel. It is. It. I agree with you there, but I think it's more insidious than competition gets too fierce. It's like the way the capitalism works is once they foresee. I know you weren't done, but it's once they even see that they might have competition, then they strong arm any opposition into exactly. like destruction. It's just like a wholesale, exactly. wholesale like slaughter. That's capitalism. Well, you guys have said it. You guys have said it before. You know, like you know, what if we did? What if we started a you know our own platform? And you came right out and said, then then Discord would buy it, and they'd crush it. And that's what I was saying earlier about if you don't let an idea, you know, get legs, you you basically kill the baby in the in the bassinet. You don't allow it. Yeah. That yeah, I know, is I know that is capitalism. That is a monopoly. Right. And I it should be illegal. Doing. Uh, on a side note, Brenna made beet, and she fed me one little chunk of beet, and I was savoring it so much, and then I was like, give me those beets, and I've been eating them, and I think beets are possibly the the tastiest veggie. If you cook them right. If you don't, they taste like dirt. Lots well, yeah, dude, that's, that's what I love about veggies, though. They're like earthy flavor capsules. And don't they're get like me the, wrong, I like, love beets, and I... I like to put beets in my gravy, so my gravy is red. Well, it's dude, it is earthy. Yeah. It is earthy, but I like earthy. And also, it's just like, it's so meaty. She cooked it really, I don't know what she did for flavor, but she cooked it really good where it's just like these little red chunks of meat, but if if it was a vegetable, bro, and I love it. Bro, you take, a little bit uh, of, you take a little bit of tomato juice, a little bit of beet juice, and pineapple juice, and you mix that up. Ooh-wee. That shit Adding is fire. Juice. That is fire, dude. I'm all done with this, by the way. Um, yeah. So I was going to say that, um, like I, I see, I kind of see both like advantages and disadvantages of different systems. Like, uh, so for example, like the the problematic side of the like that tiny system is that like people people might don't have that so for example for example like um so if a businessman he 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 if his business goes really large uh so it it can be very terrifying uh, and problematic for the for for the U.S. Yes, um, but when a business says when it gets very large in China, so the, the possible problem there is that even if somebody who 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 can get super super rich, but overnight he can become penniless if the government wants. Well, I mean, yep. but that's, that's not that's that, not exclusive at all to China. China. And I would also that's, say right. that he should if if a man in China gets super rich, okay? Mm-hmm. What I would do as a communist, first thing is sell that company to the government or give it be like please nationalize this company. 
It's too big yeah. for one person to own. That's what yeah. I would do. But that's because I'm a communist and I understand that that's what should be done. But And it also can be scary because there is a list of people in China who, uh, uh, like billionaires and things. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but it's it's you just you just you just nationalize it before it gets too big. That's the thing. Jared, what do you mean there's a list? There's a You're list. Saying... There's a list in Chinese. I don't know what it's I don't know how to pronounce it in Chinese, but it translates into English as the pig kill list. It's a list of billionaires. Uh it's 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 like a colloquialism. It's not like they don't genuinely mean Gen, it as like the pig. Gen Gen is this is this uh, hold on, I'll search accurate to your knowledge? I heard about it so like they, they even had uh, is kind of. I think I think the government owns WeChat more or less nowadays. So meaning, the, there is a time like around 2018 or so. I heard like many big companies they are kind of nationalized, yeah. Uh, yeah, even well, the it in Chinese it's Shaz Zhen Bang. The the I'm horrible with with say it faster. One thing I've always I've always uh, figured out is if you just say it a little faster, Sha, it sounds a little more. Bang. Pig, <laughs> pig kill pig list is what it translates. I like to I like how she just like remained completely silent. There was no. <laughs> I'm no terrible. I'm terrible at, at awful Chinese. Yeah. Terrible. Sorry. Jen had to mute because she fell on the floor laughing her ass off. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jen, Jen. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. Well, I can barely read English, so. The point, the point that you brought up, like, again, I, it's not that I'm like, oh, yeah, the Chinese government can do no wrong and the American government is always wrong. Like, I don't, I don't think that. And I do... Uh, to go back a little bit to what the what I've been thinking about that was make made me bring this up earlier and makes me try to explain myself a little bit more here is when you were talking about how you were like oh yeah in like North Carolina there was like a citizen group that uh, challenged the government in court and won and I was yeah. like but that's not exclusive to the U S that must happen in China too and you were like yeah I'm sure that happens in China. And like we went on a little bit more and you were talking about some things that you thought were negative about China. And then I was like, well, all that shit happens in the U.S. as well. And I guess I, I feel like I might have come across a little bit as like a whataboutism or like a red herring or something like just logical fallacies. But it's not that it's not that I can't see China's mistakes and dwell and 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 dwell on America's faults and never accept where America does things OK. It's just that I think it just came across that way in the context of what I said. At least to me, it might not have even come across that way in general. Well, but listening back to it, I, you know, I'm I, you're, people are usually pretty critical of themselves anyway, especially it, listening back. It to didn't themselves. come across as, as that, by the way. Dad, all that rant was that I wanted to say, um, like with what you were saying just now, Jen Jen, about you were saying in China, basically people who all of a sudden become rich, like they might be scared of no longer being rich anymore. Um, but to me, again, it do that doesn't seem like a flaw. I don't think people should be rich. And maybe the tactics or maybe the execution is wrong in China or even 
like maybe, maybe I don't know all the details. I'm I'm not Chinese. I've never been to China. All I know about China is like what I've heard from other people. But I don't think that people in the U.S. should just become filthy rich and then just sit on that and like just become a member of the capitalist class and just be like my family will forever ride on this wave of luck. I think the society as a whole needs to rein in that that sort of excess and mm-hmm. in order for in order for american society in order for human society in order for any society to survive we have to have some sort of social equality and there has to be like a social revolution where nobody is allowed to fester in poverty and die in squalor I just think we have to move past that. And if it takes the government confiscating someone's wealth that is extremely wealthy and lives way beyond any living standards of any average person, I mean, even whatever, I could go on a rant for so long, but I guess that that kind of I think you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, but uh, even the way you said it was it we're not trying to we're not trying to steal. wealth. we're not trying to take wealth from people. What we're trying to uh, yeah, do is, I mean, is equalize the wealth gap. We're trying to share it. Yeah. But no, I Jared, that's a good criticism, and I will let Jen go. But yeah, I'm not saying that we. I wasn't trying to say we steal it. Yeah, no, but no, no. It's not theirs to begin with, is what I mean. You're right. They exactly. only can earn earn a massive fortune by being part of this society because they're and actually stealing their. They the reason people get wealthy is by stealing the wages ooh. of the people they employ. That is how you make wealth for the most part there's other ways too but yeah for the most part i agree all right jen jen sorry long long tangent go ahead Uh, yeah so i understand and i totally agree that actually when when people are like when people get rich they think they work hard so they deserve for the money that they get but they they might not realize that it's, it's all about the system right so they are also they should they have more responsibilities towards the society as well because the society is plays a big role of making them rich right so um but i think that that kind of fear is like like what kind of fear it is like oh so even if the, it is like there is something above you that kind of feeling like for example, like I cannot say certain things because there is something above me. That okay. kind, of, that, that 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 kind of power can suddenly deprive of deprive of what I have. Right, but Zhen Zhen, I can't yeah. even say certain things as a United States citizen. Yeah. So, do you mean specifically, Zhen Zhen, like that you there would be things you would like to say while you're in China to other citizens? That you are just like, oh no, I better not say that because what if the government gets wind of it? I'm just wondering. Let me, let me rest. Let me rescue you here, Jen. Mm-hmm. It's no, not even. Curious. It's not even China. It's not even China or, or you know, a geographic location. It is a psychological impression that we have that there is always something bigger, something that can crush us if we do something. That right. they do not approve but, of, but the context there seems like, and that's yeah. the other 
that's the other thing, the other side of the point I was trying to make, and I think Jared was trying to make too, is that isn't exclusive. And I guess the thing is, is that I'm just skeptical towards, because it seems like you, the, the main U.S. line in the U.S. by the, held by the media and even just common people is that China is fucking evil or some shit. And I'm skeptical of that. I think China is probably... Pre- I think China is good. I think Chinese people are definitely good. I think China is a force for good, probably. I think the U.S. is a, more of a force for evil in the world than China is. But I think... Sure. If, if Yeah, well, even historic, historically, through, through all of the history of China and the U.S., that I un- at the way that I... What I've heard about history in both these countries, the U.S. has been more of a force for evil and China has been more of a force for good or neutral for the most part. Yeah. But, like, I think that when you say that, Jen Jen, I think w- that same structure exists, like, I guess, like, Dad mentioned it kind of, that that same structure exists in the U.S., but I think it's just more subtle. Because maybe it's maybe there's more overt. I, I again, I don't know. I'm only like, going off what you tell me. Maybe it's more overt that you can't question certain things in China, but here it's you can't question certain things much more subtly. And I have a fear of saying things. I used to have a fear when I was younger about saying too much communist stuff because of the '60s and '70s and '80s, and and people would would beat me up or like literally lynch me in the street because I am a communist. When I was a kid from when I was a kid till I was about 16, I was like, I can't, I can't be myself. I can't go out in the street and protest. I can't wave a red flag. I can't, I can't say uh, Eugene Debs was the greatest uh, presidential candidate ever to run for office. I can't, I was worried because I was a red and there was, there was an insane amount of uh, propaganda against the communists in America. Terrorism. And there Terrorism. still is, there still is. When I tell people that I'm a communist, I'm proud about it now. When I tell people openly that I'm a communist, they're like, you, how are you a communist? That's, that's a genuinely insane proposition. You can't be a communist that they, you know, they kill people, right? You know, you know, they, you know, that, there's no such thing as a family under communism, Jared. And I'm bullshit. I am Down literally with the bourgeois family. I have read so many more books about this than they have, and they come to me pretending to be an authority on it. And it's insane. So I'm wondering because that's that's just people at the same level as me. And I'm just wondering if that's what you're feeling, Jen, or if it is more of a more of like an actual structural uh, but- Basically, to summarize, is it is there like the police will come get you, or is it yeah. just that people will ostracize you for being Russian? Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, sorry, I'm bad with words. <laughs> no, you did it good. It was just longer. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Your, your story is also also good, Jared. I was going to say that. So, if I'm talking with people very private, privately, we can talk about anything. Okay, but. Uh, but like, uh, so if we can also talk about it like in group, as long as, but we cannot say it like in a very public way, like, for like example, this like, podcast. Uh, yeah. So, 
so yeah, I've seen like for example, like maybe the place would well, and like if I criticize like the government publicly, um, and that gets noticed, or as the reason why it can get noticed is because it it it, it becomes kind of like it it might reach a lot of people. So if that happens, like it might be possible that police will okay. reach out to you and talk to you and yeah, or visit your family. <laughs> so it actually yeah. is okay. Okay, so yeah, if Zhen Zhen, this is the thing: is that uh-huh. there that does happen to people in the United States for saying things like America is actually the real world terrorist. Saying, oh. saying things like that here in America, okay. you get a visit from the FBI and the fucking, yeah. uh, what, are they, what are they, Homeland Security. They yeah, come yeah, to yeah, your I house and they say, you're it. being very anti-American lately. I see. So, I think just also the U.S. is more subtle. Yeah. With the, the U.S. is subtle or it attempts to be more covert. When I lived in Florida, Zhen Zhen, this is my favorite <laughs> quip of all time, my favorite fact of my life. My friend has an uncle who works for the FBI and his uncle came to him and said, you know, you are on a list. You are on a list of communists. And he was like, yeah, okay. And yeah, so we, we are persecuted here in the United States. It's, it is like Evan said, it's just more subtle and it's about different things than what it is in China. Probably like, I guarantee you I am on a lit like they they're not going to come up the thing is is that in the US there's more of a of a show around the right the rights that they purport us to have that they violate no matter what like it doesn't matter they they'll kill us in the streets none of it matters they like they are oppressive and they will suppress any movement that threatens their power but it's just that they have more plausible deniability and I think China is also and, more under attack. So just so, to just to summarize this whole thing, Jen Jen, mm-hmm. China has prisons. Okay, the USSR had prisons. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. Bangladesh has prisons. The US has prisons. We it everywhere is the same. It's just some places pretend to be better than others. It's just the U.S. says, oh, look at those prisons over there while they have the most prisoners in the world. Literally. With, like, terrible conditions. They oppress but, their people. The oh, U.S. oppresses its I people. Wanted, also, I am, I'm a member of, like, every socialist organization that I can join. And I guarantee you that I have a file. Like, it's not, I, I, there's no way for me to, like, prove it. But Actually, you can, you can make a request to the FBI. Yeah. There, I mean, there's definitely a file. I'm like uh-huh. openly. Get on with it. That's what I'm saying, Dad. That's that was my. I, it's already done. I'm there's oh. a file on me. Yeah. I'm a communist. I'm a socialist. I'm a leftist. I would. I'm a fifth column. I I, I would overthrow the government if I could. Like there's a file on me. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that the mm-hmm. U.S. is more, even more subtle, even more subtle than that. It. It's it's a very complicated society that we have with so many so many people with the freedom to own firearms, and you hear you hear one political party saying that we need to eliminate 
you know, private gun ownership because, you know, this crime is happening, that crime is happening, and look at this and look at that. And the other party that's saying, no, 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 everybody's got a right to own a firearm and everybody's got a right to own bullets and everybody's got a right to, you know, carry. And I already it's disagree with even that. more. It, well, it's even more subtle than than what the boys are talking about. My yeah. oldest brother, Gardner, says that in China, you can't talk about being gay. Is that true? Mm, it's not true. OK, thank you. Thank you. I have I I know a, a college like uh like classmate kind of like he is a uh, gay yeah there's nothing yeah. wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it why like my oldest brother is he for a long time when I told him I was a communist he would say yeah then you, you that's evil Jared you might as well he he believes in horseshoe theory which is that communism and, mm -hmm. and nazis are the same thing when it's very obvious that they're opposites uh so he was he basically thought that i was like a hitler stan even though i'm extremely against hitler like the well, most against hitler you, you say, can be did you say horseshit horse yeah, horseshoe horse, dad yeah. horse horseshit no it's horseshit theory dad's right it's like the shape of a horseshoe because like he, Jared. Yeah. Gardner Gardner said to me, I was talking to him, I was just giving him like, you know, the most basic rundown milk toast yeah. socialist positions that like every as single you, person on do, earth would as agree you do, with. Evan. And he said to me <laughs> he said to me, I don't need your ideology, bro. Oh my god, dude. That's what he said. And I was like, dude, <laughs> these I'm just telling you like this isn't even necessarily ideology. I'm just talking about like material Dude, reality. We should have right Gardner now. on an episode, bro. Ah, he would rage quit, I think, really fast. <laughs> Gardner would rage quit. Oh my god. Gonna ask who. Yeah. Who I don't think he'd join just because he doesn't want to talk to me. Well, he doesn't want to talk about this either. Like yeah. he he's a flip flopper. He's a fence sitter and a flip flopper. Yeah. Um well, well, but thank you, Jen Jen. That was one of my very pressing questions about China. Because my brother is a <laughs> whether, whether you can be openly gay. Yeah. Or not. Ah, shit. Well, I guess there was, a, there was another point I wanted to make, kind of. I think one of the issues is that I feel like a lot of the time, Dad or Jen Jen or Ozzy or even you, Jared, like, you guys don't even have to say a whole lot, like, maybe even a few sentences. And I'm just like this... I'm just a dickhead, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Here's how it is. This is how I, this is how I understand it. And I think that can be a problem. I gotta shut up and listen more sometimes, even when I disagree. I don't know. I th I think when you, when you go on your your, we'll just say for the word right now, we'll call it a rant. When you go on your rant, I think you you're more or less diagramming. It's just taking you a few minutes to sketch it out on the board. You know. No. Yeah. Well, my also you do my have, brain. You do have valuable things. You do have valuable things to say. You know, it's just sifting through what it is to get there. The formula. A lot of the time, I feel like my brain is like fucked up. It doesn't. I I can't finish. Sometimes I can't finish a thought without trying to move on to the next thing. I'm I'm pretty sure I have like some undiagnosed thing, like ADD or something. 
<laughs> not that, th- not that that's a major, it's not like there's anything wrong with that, but it's just like, I, I wish that I was uh, bougie enough to talk to a doctor to figure out what kind of, why I, <laughs> why I act the way I do so that I could like, you know, uh, be a little bit less uh, irritating to other people. Because people always say that I'm like really aggressive and I'm like, bro, I don't want to be aggressive at all. But it's not aggression. It's a passion. You're, you're yeah. passionate about what you believe. Yeah. I agree. Uh, and also, I want to, I want to say that, like, uh, it's just an impression. I feel like Chinese people or I feel like people, oh, Iranians even, like, I feel like, like, we are kind of, I feel Chinese people, they are, they are more like you, just, just the kind of impression level. Like, we are more kind of submissive to authorities. Or, or even, even if we don't agree, we pretend we agree and then we just do something else. Um, <laughs> or we think, we think about it differently, secretly, something like that. So I feel like, yeah. There, there was a YouTube channel that I used to watch all the time, which was called JapanChannel.com. And there was this Australian guy who married a Japanese woman. Like uh-huh. he's like middle-aged or whatever. He moved to Japan. He married a Japanese woman. He says that shit like all the time. He pretty much constantly will be like, oh yeah, I was talking there. Like I, I was talking to someone and they were like, yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. And then, I look out the window and they're just doing the same thing they were doing before. They didn't even, they didn't even say what I was, they didn't even like take into consideration. And I don't know what, I don't know what that is. I mean, again, I like mm-hmm. what, I don't know what the fuck that would it's be. It's a cultural, that it, that's just a cultural I think it's thing. just like polite. I think maybe it's just polite to be like, yeah, 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 whatever you got to say, bro. And then just be like, fuck off and just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I don't think it's necessarily submissive. Because if, if that's like passive aggressive, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, it is a cultural. It, it is a cultural thing, psychologically speaking, to rather than be argumentative and you know and create chaos or pandemonium and you know turn it into a fight, you just, uh huh, okay, sure, we can do that. <laughs> and then when the person turns around and leaves, you know, you, you go back to what do you were doing, because yeah. what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. You, it, it's not that the other person was right, and it's not that you know what you were doing was wrong. It's just you, rather than fight about it, you know, it's better for the peace of, of society not to fight about it. Just okay. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know the whole that whole idea seems like I c- I couldn't uh, confirm nor deny it, and it I... seems kind of weird. It seems kind of suspicious to me. But I guess what, what seems suspicious the, the fact to be like this whole country. Yeah, this no, whole that's culture no, I don't like agree with that. Sub, uh, it's like submissive towards authority. No, like especially no, it's, the too, way it's, that, it's too big of a generalization, but I get where she's coming from with her point. Jen, Jen, I get where you're coming from. Maybe, maybe but I think I example. think it's culture. Sorry. Sorry. I think it's cultural. Do yeah. you, you want to go first? Well, I would say if I could say this, because I will forget. Maybe it's more that just Americans are more argumentative and will just argue over anything, even if they don't give a fuck. Like, because I know for a fact that I will, like, I don't even do it on purpose. 
I'm just fucked up. And like, if someone disagrees with me, then I'll just I'll just be like, nah, nah, dude, fuck you. <gasps> even if even if it doesn't matter. I think that's an American thing, maybe. No, because communists do that all the time. <laughs> um, Jenja, did you did you want to? Jen, what were you gonna say? Yeah, yeah I was going to say that uh, certainly, uh, yeah. So, cult- yeah, it's a cultural thing, and also in China, different people from different like uh, part of China, they also behave a bit differently. Uh, yes, um, but I think like what what I think is what I think is good about the U.S. like or like I think many things like for example like what say for example when I'm looking for a job like in when I'm look so in China like those job recruiters will directly ask like uh, how old am I. How old I am, but in mm-hmm. in the U.S. It's, it's 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 like people. I don't think people would ask that. It would be like it would be considered very inappropriate, right? And also <laughs> and and discriminatory. But what's uh-huh. what what exactly is the reason why they would ask what your age is? Because to me, it wouldn't be re- if someone just said, "What's your age?" I would just say my age. It doesn't seem like it would there would be anything wrong with asking my age. I heard there is a there exists a line thirty thirty five years old line. So if 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 you are older than thirty five, they would they tend not to hire you. In China. Uh huh. Yeah. Then so how, and how the fuck does China work? If only, no one... chances are they chances are they're looking at somebody who's going to be working for them for more than twenty five years. Oh yeah, yeah. That's also yeah. That's also possible. Yeah, yeah. But, so, but people older than that are employed. They are like, employed, but uh, like when it's not economy is bad, they tend to hire younger people. I think maybe that's also a concern. So at least like uh, for yeah for some uh, for for some types of jobs maybe, yeah, and also uh, also another impression is that. Um, like when I so when I fill in an application, job application in China, I need to insert my photo there. Mm-hmm. But in in the U.S., it seems I don't think people usually ask for photos. Um, no, no, yeah. So and also like uh, even about the like gay issue, Jared that you just mentioned. So. I think people because because th- there is a lot of kind of like uh, people talk about this like in TV and so on a lot. So so Chinese people also have understandings for them, but uh, still like compared with like say in the U.S. like I, I feel like a gay would feel more free or more welcomed in the U.S. than in China in general. That's also true. Why? I know. Why? Because um, I, I feel still there are more people in in China who don't understand or who don't who don't understand this this issue, or they they have a kind of discrimination something like that. Well, so this I guess this comes back to again 
like that there's a cultural difference right where like mm-hmm. i'm only from here you've been you grew up in china and you've been here for quite a while i've never been to china i i was raised here i think like i don't know much about china but it seems i it seems weird to me to to like i guess and again i i haven't been there so i don't know but i've never seen anything at all that would make me think that china would be weird like that in china people would be weirder to you uh based on your sexuality but i know for a fact the level of discrimination and like hate like and and what's going on recently with laws like in republican states they're passing anti-gay laws and discriminatory laws and all this stuff and i haven't heard anything about that and you know the u.s propaganda machine would be talking about china discriminating against gay people if they if they could like they would rather shift the conversation to china blame blame china for anti-gay discrimination so yes i mean i'm just saying from my understanding of my own country it seems like this country is definitely weird about gay people and even growing up as a kid like people would be really misogynistic really racist really homophobic and it was like a normal thing and maybe as you as you grow up it becomes a little more subtle or a little more in the closet uh, to use that turn of phrase i guess they it becomes less openly hateful and bullying but it's still like when people feel comfortable enough or think they can they'll still do that they'll still be like misogynistic or uh racist or whatever in front of you and sometimes because actually the other day just a short aside I was at work and my direct boss and then the boss directly above her, who's also my boss, has more authority. They just said like there was a person that was coming across the street to go to an event at the school. And they said something like uh, before the person was within earshot, they said, oh, here comes the mentally. I don't remember what they said. It was like derogatory for someone who has a mental disability. And and I was like what the fuck and then they said and then they immediately followed that up with when they were still just out of earshot something about like uh some slur i don't and i i I actually can't recall the exact exact words that were used and i wouldn't really want to use them anyway but they said something about that their son was trans or their kid not their son they said their kid was like trans but in an extremely offensive way or something mm-hmm. like that. That their kid, they were like their kid doesn't. Their kid is a he he or so. It wasn't even that one, which that one's pretty brutal. But they said something weird like that, and it's like that's normal here. Would it be normal in China for someone to just say to their coworkers that someone like like use derogatory words to describe someone as mentally disabled, and then that their child is queer or something like that or would that not really be normal I I don't think it would be normal Mm. yeah as well so yeah so I see I see so um, I think I I agree so I, I think like uh, in different 
different people behave differently. There are、uh, so many people. So yeah. Um, but in general, I think like many things that I I I I I took it for granted. For example, like even for for this gay issue, this gay issue, Chinese government don't talk about it. They they don't support it. They don't they don't discriminate. They just don't talk about it that much.、Mm-hmm. And but 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 so so actually, if people they want to, uh, if the if we want to, like we we they, there could be a lot of movements about like supporting them and so on. Yeah. And there are there are some such kind of like. Uh, good advertisements and so on,、um, but still, I feel like that's not like at scale of how Americans do these kind of things. That that's my point. My well, point is that I I would just like to say that Americans do these things the incorrect way. <laughs> well, I want I want you to finish your thought yeah, because I didn't ahead, quite、Jen. understand what you meant by、uh, the way that yeah the way yeah, that it's so, done. So I feel.、Uh, Uh, so th- yeah, so、uh, this part and also、uh, other other stuff, right? Like like how how like women should be treated more fairly at work. These kind of issues, I feel like people actually government like Chinese government support the women's power for for sure, but but still, I feel like Americans they. They have done way better at protesting and having、uh, movements than these kind of things. Too, yeah. I think the disconnect might be、mm-hmm. that people are pretty vocal in the U.S.,、mm-hmm. um, and maybe people aren't so vocal about their opinions in China. So, because you're seeing like people being vocal, and you're seeing even the news talk about these issues, that you might think that 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 makes it more progressive. There's oh, there are these progressive vocal movements for these different things, but that doesn't that mean that they're actually achieving anything. But the yeah, the the issue is is that it it's kind of used like we've talked about a bit before. Like these culture wars are stoked by the media. the 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 actual progress on these issues isn't really happening, but there are massive amounts of people who support these progressive movements. But in reality, there is like this clash, or this stalemate, or this agreement between the two parties, which are controlled by the capitalists,、um, and they're just gonna they're just gonna use like the fact that these movements or ideas exist to demonize the other side and make everything completely locked in a gridlock and never change, and just make sure the capitalists can extract as much profit. And maintain as much power as possible.、Um, that's what comes to mind, anyway. All right then. <laughs> have a good, have、yeah. a good couple of days. You too. Have、talk、a good to you, weekend. Talk to you Tuesday. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. What's up, dude? <laughs>